Welcome to the Hello Happy Podcast. I'm Nicole. And I'm Luke. Join us each week as we talk about family, fun, and faith. Hey everyone and welcome to the Hello Happy Podcast. We're so excited that you're here, not only because we love talking to you on the podcast, but also because we have been trapped in our home for a little over a week now. Feels much longer than a week. Feels kind of like a decade almost. I don't know if I remember what life is like when you can drive to stores. I mean, what are you going to do one day when you can get into your car and walk into Target? I don't know. Although I'm more worried about commuting because I'm kind of getting used to not driving. Right. There's no traffic on the road right now. Yeah. I mean, not having to wake up at 6 a.m. and then spend the time on the road with those pleasant morning drivers. I don't know. There's good and bad to this whole thing. In fact... That's kind of what we're going to do right now. We've, I mean, part of us thought, let's not talk about coronavirus, but let's be real. There's literally nobody talking about anything else besides coronavirus. So we have put together a list of the top eight realizations we've each had while being on this quarantine, lockdown. Self, what is it called? Well, quarantine makes it feel like we're sick. And then you're you're forced to be, which that's not the case. I guess it's like self. What is it called? I don't remember. Shelter in place. There you, there you go. That's what it's called. Right. So, our our top eight realizations. These are all over the place. Nicole, you want to go first? I would love to go first. So, first thing on my list is no matter how many people are at home, the laundry still does not get done. <laughs> Two grown adults at home, laundry is still sitting. And there's definitely less clothes. I mean, because I used to have like my work clothes, then I changed into an outfit when I got home. And maybe yeah, put and we don't have clothes. We have no sports right now for the kids, so there's no. I mean, the really the laundry is kind of at a minimum. Right. Yep. So that's the first thing on my list. Okay, so the first one for me was, we have so much stuff, like you know. When, when you aren't in quarantine world, you're like, man, I wish we had this or I wish I had that. Um, the kids get bored with their toys. You know, you think you walk into a full pantry and be like, we don't have any food. And when you're at your house, you realize you have so much stuff, so many games, so many toys, so much food. Um, you just have a lot of stuff. Yeah. So spring cleaning is going to be a must around here. And we have started kind of going around and cleaning things up a little bit. Yeah, we kind of pick like a room every couple days Mm -hmm. to deep dive through. Yep. Um, The next thing on my list is I love watching my kids learn. And what I mean by that is my seven-year-old has been transitioned to a digital learning platform. So he's doing his entire school day at home through his device, which is was very frustrating the first day. (laughs) Trying to get set up and trying to figure out how it all works was a little challenging. But we're on the right track now, and um, it legitimately takes us like four hours a day to work through all of his coursework for the day. So all I have to say is being able to sit with him and watch him learn has been really special. Kind of makes me excited about the future because when they're really young, most of the things they learn, you taught them. So it's mm-hmm. it's really cool to have these moments where they're talking to you about something, and they're they're right, they're accurate, they're knowledgeable, and you're like, where did, where did you get that? I didn't teach you that. Right. Pretty cool. Yep. All right. So number two for me is outside is awesome. 
So our backyard, I just, I have not appreciated it enough. And I realize that now because I think over the last, what, last weekend, it rained badly for two days. So you, you pretty much couldn't go outside. And those were the only two days of this lockdown, quarantine, shelter in place, whatever you want to call it, that kind of got to me. Because it really is interesting. If you just go in your backyard and let the kids play and do some work or go in the front lawn and let the kids ride their bikes and whatever, it, it totally breaks up your day. It makes you happier. I mean, I took a boring business call on the front porch and it was so nice. The flowers, the breeze. I don't know. I just, it's really great sitting outside. Yep. I totally agree with you. The first couple of days, um, I said constantly, we have to just get outside. We just have to get outside. And anyone who stays home with kids knows that you just have to get your kids outside running around. It helps burn energy. It makes them happier. They get vitamin D from the sun. The benefits are endless. The one downside is if you haven't upkept your backyard, <laughs> you got to clean up after the dog. You got like bugs everywhere. You've got like, so that was my initial resistance. And then the other, the other part that you do have to acknowledge is if you're going to, if your kids are like ours, if they're going to go in the backyard to play, that means we're having a bath tonight because there's no such thing as going out there and coming in clean. Yep, it's true. It's true. Okay, next on my list is I can make dinner at home when I am forced to do so. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not the best cook. I don't really enjoy, you know, I take that back. I enjoy cooking when it turns out good. I I don't enjoy cooking when it sucks. (laughs) I have to tell cooking story I always like to tell. So when me and Nicole were dating, um, after church on Sundays, she would make me dinner. And so the first time she did it, she made me this Greek spaghetti. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. I never had it before. Very simple dish, but like very good. So then a couple of weeks later, she's like, oh, let me make dinner again. And it was Greek spaghetti again. When you find something that works, you just stick with it. It was like after the fourth or fifth time that I realized like that was the only thing she knew how to cook. I have branched out quite a bit. Thank you very much. And um, have actually started using the crock pot a lot more. And then you, every time I use the crock pot, I think to myself, why don't I use this more often? Because it's just so easy. Look, so, the, the crock pot, the Instapot is nice. So basically it's been fun. Over on Instagram, every Tuesday we've been doing what's on your table Tuesday so people will share recipes and things, and it's really been, um, it's really been a lot of fun. All right, so number three for me, I still love the weekends. So even though I've been work from home for like what a week and a half now, the reality is when you work from home every day, it is just literally working at home. Now the benefits are is no commuting, which depending on traffic days is like three hours of time. Um. You don't have to necessarily worry about what you have to wear for the next day. That's true. That's nice. But I have just been jam-packed with meetings all day long. And I still felt the exact same relief on Friday when the workday ended. And I was like, it's the weekend as I do when I'm in the office. Like, There's just a freedom that the weekend brings you of not having stuff hanging over your head. I I agree. I think that... The fact that we're doing school and work, by the end of the day, I'm exhausted 
And I, I feel like once it's the weekend, I'm so relieved. Well, no, I, I think to, it'll be interesting to see how it goes as weeks continue. Like I already, I'm already feeling like we're hitting a groove now of like the new normal because like the first week I'm like, I've worked from home occasionally, but not on a regular basis. And you kind of got to build a whole new routine. Um, use space different. Like, yeah, it's almost like you're starting from scratch. So it'll be interesting to see how long this lasts and uh, how good we'll get at it by whenever this is done. The next thing on my list is there is a feeling of solidarity worldwide right now that I feel like is an overwhelming feeling. I can't really figure out if it's, you know, solidarity and just being scared, (laughs) but there's just this overwhelming feeling of knowing that every single person in the entire world right now is understanding what each other are going through. And it's just kind of unreal. Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting. Cause like, you know, from, for us, I think our age nine 11 for Americans was that moment that you all remembered. I, most people remember exactly where they were, how they felt. Um, and you remember not just the initial moment, but kind of like there was that time frame after it where you were like, what is, what is going on? What happened? Um, it is, it is really strange. Cause I don't think I've ever had something like this in my life where you're right. Literally the whole world almost is kind of in the same spot. Yeah. I, you know, I was on TikTok the other day and someone posted a video of them on their balcony singing a song and like their entire apartment complex, like joined in from their balconies. And I just couldn't help but think like there, I mean, there are people here in America that are doing similar things that are all held up in their homes and in their apartments, unable to leave. And, um, it's just a really interesting and overwhelming kind of feeling. I, I do think there is of course negative to it because the situation itself that's causing this is negative. You know, it's the virus is, is not good. The deaths are scary um, and sad. There's a little bit of stress, you know, about are you going to get it? Will a family member get it? How bad is this going to get? At the same time, I do think when we all go through things together, um, it does create more common ground. It does create a shared experience. And and hopefully this is, I mean, I always try to see the positive in things. I'm hoping this is something that allows us to kind of be a little bit more united realize that we all do have stuff in common uh, we may be far apart on on some big things but we all have the same kind of human experience um i don't know maybe it'll be interesting to see how this impacts the world is it something that when it's done it just disappears and we'll go back to normal or will there be long-lasting impacts of it right yep hard to hard to say right now all right, so number four for me, I miss church in person. Like, I'm really excited about the ways churches are using um, technology to keep to keep doing the mission, right? You know, to keep sharing the gospel, to keep uh, teaching the word, um, encourage people, pray for people. But man, I, I don't know. There's just something about being around your brothers and sisters in faith singing with a group of people, shaking hands, giving hugs, just like that real experience. I think it's, I mean, 
it's really because it's totally not comparable <laughs> to what we're doing right now. Because normal Sundays in our house are kids running around in pajamas, us basically demanding that they sit down and be quiet so we can hear what's happening. And that's just, it's nothing like what a normal Sunday is. And so I do miss like the ability to give the kids over and let them be in a children's church type of environment. And then us have the time to focus on, you know, what we're learning. And, and I would say like to all you church going folks, prayers for your pastors. Um, you know, I've been a pastor. It's, I don't even know how you handling situations like this when there's no playbook, it's never been done before. Um, a lot of grace is needed because you're always trying to figure out the right way to do it. You know, I know there are some people, they closed down earlier when this thing started and they got negative feedback that like, oh, so the church doesn't need to meet. And then there's been people who stayed open and they're getting feedback that you don't care about people's health. And and I think, you know, it's one of those things where you realize like everybody's trying to do the right thing. It's just kind of hard sometimes to see what that is. So prayers to all those pastors and leaders who are to making those hard decisions because um, it's not easy. Absolutely. Tough time for sure. Okay. Next on my list is, I've mentioned this before, but the people that are on social media that are willing to share their talents, um, it's just, to me, it's the most inspiring thing that's happened during this whole thing. You have musicians that are coming on that are, some of them are teaching you how to play songs on the piano um, they're not only singing their own songs, but they're giving you the background on how the songs were created. You have people doing in live concerts, streaming, raising money. I know that Jimmy Fallon is doing the Tonight Show from home, and every show is an opportunity to donate money to a greater cause. And I just think it's there's so many cool things like that going on right now. Kind of reminds me of the last thing you talked about because it. You know, there's some celebrities that are just so jam-packed with their time that they're they're never available. And it's funny that you see celebrities basically, and granted, a lot of them are them being self-quarantined in a house with, with you know, tennis courts, basketball it's courts. Little, <laughs> yeah, it's a little different. It's a little different, but you still, like, you know, I, I like Sylvester Stallone, so I follow him on Instagram, and he's been getting on, The Rock's been getting on, and you can tell they're kind of, like, bored. And they're like, okay, let's just answer some questions. And you're like, those two guys are never free. <laughs> they're, they're always busy. So it's just, it has been interesting to see how you can connect with those folks. Absolutely. And I think it, one last thing I want to mention is that the resources available for children right now are incredible. You have the, the zoos doing live streams. You have Mo Willems teaching people about elephant, piggy, and the pigeon and how to draw them, reading stories. Um, the author of Pete the Cat. Anyway, I could go on and on, but I think it's just, it's just such a special thing. Um, my number five is just that I just love my family. Like, um, again, this isn't something I would have asked for or planned for or wanted, but I just really like being around my family. And Thanks. We like you too. <laughs> we like you too. I think the thing that you, you see when you're around more is it's the little things. Like normally any big event or even medium-sized event, um, Nicole's going to fill me in on or FaceTime me or the kids are going to tell me about. Um, but there's just there's just so many little things that happen every day. Like especially as my kids get older, I there is nothing that gives me more joy. That might be hyper, hyper, hyperbole. Uh, but one of the biggest things that gives me joy is when I see the 
the three of them interacting and they don't even acknowledge us. They're just laughing, entertaining themselves, talking. And you're like, that's so cool. I just, mm-hmm. I, I love that so much. So it's been, it's been really nice to have this forced time together. Not that we don't spend a lot of time normally together, but just, I don't know, it's, it's a very peaceful thing. Yep, I totally agree. And I don't want to take things to a negative place, but sometimes <laughs> just focusing on the reality of what's happening um, driving around, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but we hop in the car once a day, at least just to get out of the house. And, um, we just, you know, drive around, we might stop and get coffee or something through drive through, but, um, driving through the shopping center today, we were just kind of looking around and all of the businesses that are closed, it is just so incredibly sad. <laughs> um, all the small businesses and you, I, I think about, uh, how they're going to have to pay rent. You know, their rent payments don't stop when they're closed and they're not bringing in money. And it just really has made me refocus on doing my part to shop small. I know people have talked about buying gift cards from places that you can use once they open again. Um, really just doing whatever we can to help the small business that is really feeling the crunch right now. Yeah, my my number six would be related to that. Um this just kind of makes you, I don't know, it, it's really made me reflect on other people's lives. Um, you, you do realize, you take so many people's hard work, um, so many people who are, are pursuing dreams or putting in hard time to get work done, take care of their families. You, you, it's all around you all the time, but you don't really see it until it's not there. And once it's not there, you, you really think about those folks. And, and I think a lot about small business owners. Um, I have a couple of friends who own their small businesses, and they're not, they're not rich by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but there's somebody who had a dream, took a risk that you know I've never been willing to take, and it provided value to people. But they're now sitting there in a situation where it's like, how are they going to make ends meet? Because you can't go one, two months without income. Right. Um, you know, I've also thought about people like, you know, I shared with the last one how great it is um, for me to be home and be with my family. And, I, and then I think conversely about folks who don't like to be home, whose house isn't a good place to be. Mm-hmm. And what's, what's that like for those people who are... Or even the people who can't be home at all, who have to go to work. You right. know, have jobs that don't have the option of working from home at all. I think it's a good, and granted, we're super blessed right now in that both of us, from a job standpoint, have not been impacted. We're, we have the ability to work from home. Um, so far, no one's sick. Hopefully it stays that way. Um, so for us, this has just been more of a change to routine. But I do think these are the moments where it's so easy when you get stressed, when you get scared, when you get worried, to become Mm self-consumed only think about yourself it's why you have this like hoarding mentality that you see happening is is like i gotta take care of me right and and i think in these moments it's it's a good practice and it's always a good practice but especially in these moments where you can see it so well to pause and think about other people and and how are the people handling this how can you help how can you pray for them how can you show them love because um there's gonna be a lot of ripple effects about this One of the next things on my list is I have been so encouraged by 
watching people starting new journeys during this time. So taking this more of as an more as an opportunity. So everything from starting the blog they wanted to start, starting the YouTube channel, starting the online version of their business that they had been thinking about, um, even as small as starting a new workout program. Um, people are all doing things to better themselves during this difficult time, which I think is just so cool. Well, and there's a lot of opportunity for it. Um, you know, we started a workout program. It was free for yeah. the first three months because the owner realized, you know, you got a lot of people at home. Mm-hmm. Um, no one can go to the gym right now. Started karate with the kids. Same thing. It was deeply discounted online compared to what it would normally be. Um, there's a lot, a lot of stuff out there where they're giving you education and training for free. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, it is an interesting chance if 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 you're one of those situations where you're not sick you're not being directly impacted yet yeah seize seize whatever opportunities you can Mm -hmm. Uh, i think for me another thing i i've reflected on during this time is just some things are complicated um i was the person who what a month ago when all this first started kind of bubbling up was like oh gosh come on we're taking this too seriously. I mean, flu hits us every year. We always do this. It's Zika, H1N1, SARS. Bird flu. All right. That. You know, yeah. every time there's this big hubbub. And then, yes, yes, people are impacted. But, like, we always talk like it's going to be this huge thing. And then we normally just keep living life normally. And then, you know, things just started getting more and more real. And and I'm just constantly sitting here and I'm, I'm like, it's so easy. You so badly want to jump to one side or the other and then firmly plant yourself Mm because it makes you feel comfortable. It makes you feel like if I do that, that like I'm right, you're wrong. It makes you feel like you understand the world. It makes you feel like you're safe in your, in your knowledge. And this is one of those things where I'm like, I don't know. Yes, we should do what we can do to save lives at the same time, man, what is the impacts of what's happening to our economy going to be for millions upon millions of people? And then how, how do you balance those two things? It's I, so hard. And with information that is so limited, you know, we're still learning new things every day about right. how it's, it all works. It's limited and changing. Right. And so it just made me reflect on like, there are a lot of things in life that are complicated. And before you just rush to, I'm over here or I'm over there it's really good to maybe sit down and go, I don't know yet. Let me ask questions. Let me read. Let me learn more. And let me also be willing to acknowledge that something may happen that makes me realize, hey, I was an idiot. I was wrong. I'd like to change my position. Uh, it feels like we don't do that a whole lot anymore, especially as a country. We firmly put our feet in a camp. We dig in. We never apologize, and we try not to change. Um, but this is just one of those things that's made me reflect, like, these are the complicated situations that happen in life. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely one of the most complicated (laughs) situations I've ever been alive for. So that's for sure. Um, My very last thing on my list is that I am encouraged that when we are met with a challenge like this, that we have the strength to persevere. There are so many messages out there um, of hope and of encouragement. There are doctors that are, online telling us that things are going to be okay, that this is how this is working, we're making advances. 
And I do feel like the American people just in general have a strength and perseverance about us to say like, we are going to beat this. This is not going to be a big deal. We can do it. Um, I'm getting that vibe from all the things that I'm watching online and that's kind of, that's kind of what I'm feeling. Yeah. For me, my, my last one on the list is I realized how much of my time previously was spent on just non-essential distractions. Um, I mean, to be real with you, like this is so sad to admit, but like, I think was it Thursday night, two weeks ago, the president makes his address and yeah, I, I felt the significance from his address, but what really got me was within the next 12 hours, the NBA canceled <laughs> March madness canceled mm-hmm. all the sports leagues started shutting down. And first I was like, well, whoa, this is serious money. These companies are, are passing up. And then second, I was like, what am I going to watch? All, <laughs> all my sports are gone. And you know, immediately that whole weekend, you just watch as everything kind of shut down, movie shut down, sports shut down. And and I remember thinking like, I, man, we're just going to be sitting around here. And all that stuff's gone. And yeah, I kind of miss it. And I'll probably tune back in when it comes back. But at the same time, I, I don't need those things. Um, and it makes me reflect like how much of my life am I spending on activities or time that does not add any value to one, my family, to myself, to the kingdom of God, to just, I don't know, there's so many distractions. And it's been, it's been interesting to watch a lot of those distractions disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just been a weird thing. With those distractions kind of disappearing, no more sports, no more brick and mortar stores that you can really walk into. Um, I think a big focus has been on self-discipline. Like how much time am I spending on my phone? How, you know, those types of things. Yeah, that kind of brings us to our, our, our closing part where we take a little minute to just kind of think about faith here. And uh, there, there's a proverb, um, Proverbs 25, and specifically verse 28 that kind of talks to that topic of self-discipline, self-control, which I think right now is so important. Um, When our routines get broken, we tend to have an ability to just start maybe getting lazy, um, being much more impulsive, um, resorting back to things that make us comfortable or give us an, an instant gratification. And I think everybody's got to be careful with that because a lot of times those things that give you that instant gratification, they're not the best things in the world for you. Um, in Proverbs 25, 28, it says, a man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. Um, if, if you don't have that self-control, man, whatever the world throws at you, you will consume. And so um, my encouragement to everybody would be is really find a way to be discipline during this time frame. Um, your schedule may be totally thrown off. Your normal activities may be shut down and closed. Um, you may not be able to go to church like you used to be able to go to, but don't just sit on the couch and watch Netflix. Don't just, you know, stare at Instagram or TikTok all day long. Um, find a way to control the environment you're in. 
Because again, I, I'm a big believer that a lot of the stuff, especially for Christians, a lot of the things that society throws your way, a lot of the things that are just easy to grab, the low-hanging fruit of the world, they're not things that nourish you. They're not things that draw you closer to God. They're not things that make you grow and change and become better. And so, you know, I kind of noticed weekend number one, I'd been trying to be healthy. Um, a year ago before my back surgery, I had lost a lot of weight by doing intermittent fasting. And leading up to the injury, once I got injured, uh, leading up to surgery, all the meds I was on, I basically gained 80 pounds back that I had lost. And it was funny, I just started getting really back into it. I was feeling really good. And then all this hit, and immediately I felt the stress. And I'm like, I want a cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> I want some ice cream. You know, I, and, and it wasn't just like, hey, I want to eat this way one time. Uh, you know, you're bored, you're stressed, and you're like, I, I want comfort food because I don't know what the heck's going on with the world, but man, um, you know, a little Debbie snack treat makes me feel good. And, <laughs> and so I, I immediately realized this and was like, no, uh-uh. we're in a lockdown, going back in on the fasting, built kind of a schedule for myself. Um, that's when we found the workout program. Um, that's when I found kind of the, the karate thing I want to do with the kids. And it's less about whether I, at the end of this, have a six pack or a black belt. It's more about, I need that structure. And I want to make sure that I don't love these extra hours that have been given to me. I want to make sure they're used for something good, that they're used with intention, that there's a purpose behind them. And not that we come out of this hopefully in a month or, you know, Lord knows, three months. And I go, what have you been doing? I don't know, sitting on the couch, eating, watching movies, um, Self-discipline, self-control is one of those things where it, it teaches you to push off the instant gratification, but hang on for the long-term gains. It's something that God's good wisdom and good word continually call us to. And so that's kind of my prayer for you guys listening is just that your, your routine's been broken for the most part. Your normal is gone. Don't just go with the flow. Intentionally and purposefully with self-control, build a plan for yourself. And figure out a way to make each day a day that you still feel good, where you still feel like you've improved yourself. And even if it's just baby steps, that you feel like I'm one step closer to the Lord and to fulfilling this purpose that I have here on earth. Mm -hmm. So self-control, I think that's I think that's the key to a to lot of this. Yeah, a lot of happiness and a lot of peace. Yep. Well, that is going to wrap things up for us this week. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And we Pray that everyone is staying home, staying safe, and that we get past all of this real soon. We will see all of you guys again next week. Thanks for spending some time with us today. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a review. You can find more content at Hello Happy Mom on Instagram or at my blog, hellohappymom.com.